Quarter Circle. 360. Dragon Punch. Charge. Long ago, the four motions linked together in <laughs> harmony. Then everything changed when the flowchart Ken's attacked. <laughs> Only the lab monster, master of all four motions, could stop them. But when the, when the world needed him most, he drowned in pools. <laughs> A hundred weeklies fast, my brother and I finally discovered the new lab monsters. Two charge motion players named Ghoul and Saximus. And although, and although their charge motion skills are great, they have a long way to go before they're ready to beat anyone. But I believe Ghoul and Saximus can win Evo. <laughs> Would you believe me if I, was, if I said that I was sober? <laughs> welcome, to, welcome to Charge Motion. My name is Saximus. My name is Ghoul. Ghoul, what have you been playing lately? <laughs> um, I've been playing a lot of Tekken lately. I find myself back into that because I can never escape that game. Um, it always pulls me back in. Same, but for Smash. And we have both Tekken and Smash to talk about. Yeah. Um, so Sora is finally out. Smash Ultimate is finally done. Um, just like I predicted, and like a lot of other people predicted, Sora's really good. Um, he already has uh, Infinites. We got Noops. We got the Noops. We got Noops. We got Foops. Noop Loops. Noop Loops, we got, which is neutral air loops and uh, forward air loops. Um, but... And just like Sakurai shut off, his combo game with neutral air and forward air is really nuts. Um, if you get the timing on the noops correctly, you can just noop someone all the way across FD, then kill them with a powerful um, smash attack. Is that like... It's hard to do, though, right? Yes, it, it's very precise. I, I think okay. I, I think I think it's easiest on fr exactly frame 8 of Sora's Nair. Okay. Um, uh, but, like, yeah, the noop box, as Why Do Bad Things Happen to Good People named it, there's weak knockback, but 10 extra frames of hit stun for some godforsaken reason. Oh, Jesus. Um, and that's before you get into um, his bayonet of side B. That lets that let him new more. Yeah, his, uh, his air dash nonsense. Yeah. Um, but he's very good. Um, he, he doesn't have the very high skill floors of you know Steve or Kazuya, like I said, but he's, he's a very good pick-up-and-play character, but he's got a really high skill ceiling. I think he's a great character to end with, both thematically and mechanically. Um, and if I could just talk to, uh, all the TOs for a bit, if there are any TOs watching, please look at me. We're legalizing Hollow Bastion, right? Like, it's gonna be legal, right? It's a great stage. <laughs> it was made for us. Please legalize it. I, I, I know Northern Cave is another great stage, but that isn't legal. Like, Northern Cave, there's reasons for it, right? Um, the... Stage does not contrast enough with the background, so colorblind players have a difficult difficult time playing on it. Background gives you motion sickness. Fine. Whatever. The stage is so good. It's so good. And also makes a decent case for a haz alternate hazards on rule set because the stage only changes at one stock remaining with hazards on for some godforsaken. But even without that, the stage is really good. Please legalize Hollow Bash. Um but yes, Sora's fun. I'm totally done for games if you want to play. Um, if anybody watches this wants to play. Uh, I don't have too much more to say about him other than the fact that I think he was a great character to end with. Yeah, I haven't gotten, I haven't had the opportunity to play him, um, mm -hmm. but just from, like, seeing, like, the Twitter clips and stuff, he looks like a really interesting character. Mm -hmm. Um, very easy to pick up, and then, you know, a character that can sort of be optimized by strong players. Yeah. Which I think is, like, the perfect formula. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's still, like, a week, two weeks from release, so I don't think he's it's going to be like a Smash 4 Bayonetta situation where he completely dominates the meta and needs to get nerfed and still dominates the meta after getting nerfed. Yeah. Um, But, you know, he's really good. Fun to play. Good job, Sakurai. Please enjoy your break. Please enjoy your break, Sakurai. Yeah. 
Um, and then we also had new King of Fighters info, um, which I am not up to date on. Yes, there is a new character. Um, I don't have her name handy because I'm bad at research. It's okay. Um, um, we have a release date yet, or they have, a, have they already uh, said their release date? Uh, I believe the release date for the game is like February. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, but we did get um an, an announcement of an open beta. Right, that was in the PlayStation. State of play. The, the state of play, yeah. The state of play station. State the state of play yeah. station. Dolores. Um Dolores, yeah, that's right. That's her name. Um you, brand new character. She is peak character design, by the way. Yeah, she looks excellent. great. Excellent character design. Mm -hmm. Um, it looks like she's related to Kukri, um, because she has the same sort of fight with sand type of deal. Mm -hmm. Um, and it she's on a team. With the other new character, whose name escapes me, who's just a Jet Set Radio character, <laughs> and Hydern. Um, right. And she's on, together, the three of them are Team Rival, which is really interesting, because all three of them are basically alternate versions of characters that already exist. Okay. Um, Dolores is an alternate of Kukri, um, with the sand fighting style. Um, the other character is a alternate of Shune, the new protagonist from 14. Mm-hmm. Um, with the, like the the summoning the red and blue hands and stuff, and Hydern is an alternative Leona because they have the same kind of moves with like the slash moves and like the bombs and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and according to the KOF website, we have six characters left that need to, that haven't been announced yet. So a thirty-nine character launch roster from the looks of it. That's insane. That's really good. There's still hope that Rock Howard is going to be in the game. Then yeah, I'm kind of surprised that Rock Howard hasn't been announced yet. No, nor has Geese for that. Yeah, actually, they'll probably be announced together. Yeah, probably. We have Terry, obviously. Yeah, we do have Terry. Um, so we need to be able to have Team Two dads. Yeah, we do need Team Two dads. Um, um, but yeah, no, no rock, no geese yet. That, that I find that surprising. Um, maybe it'll be DLC. Maybe it happens. Together. Oh, did we get Whip? Um, I don't know. I don't think Whip got announced either. She was a pretty popular DLC character in fourteen. Um, so she might be on on the like the bottom of um of that list too. The one of the six unannounced characters, or we could get more new characters. Who knows? More new characters. New characters are exciting. I'm always down for new characters. Um. So I don't know any more info on KOF other than the open beta is coming. Yes, on the 19th of next month, um, November 19th, I believe, was the date that we were given for the open beta. Cool. Uh, so we'll be able to play the game, and that'll be awesome, and we'll have a lot more news after that. We can see how the rollback is. Yeah, yeah. we can test out the rollback. Mm -hmm. Um, So, moving on to something we don't normally talk about. I don't like discussing leaks, not just on the show, but just in general. Um, Because, um, as anyone who's been in the Smash community for any amount of time can tell you, a lot of them are fake. A lot of them, yes. Um, Remember the Grinch leak <laughs> back before Ultimate <laughs> released? I remember the Grinch leak. Um, and also, like, rumors are, are are kind of fun to talk about in the abstract, but I don't think they make for very interesting content because they age really poorly. Oh, yeah. Um, but I I feel confident talking about, uh, this next thing that got leaked. If, if you don't want to hear about it, we'll put, we'll put timestamps in the video. You can go to the section. Um, but what leaked, uh, was a Warner Brothers crossover platform fighter. And the reason I'm talking about it is because uh, the character select screen got leaked. We saw some of the roster, and a hungry box made a video about it. The video got copyright claimed by Warner Brothers. Oh, it's legit. 
<laughs> and the picture he tweeted got copyright claimed by Warner Brothers. That's a little sus. <laughs> it, it, it is very safe to assume that it is legit. So it, it's called Warner Brothers Multiverses. Um, it looks like it might be a free-to-play platform fighter. Um, free-to-play would be sick. Yeah, because uh, as of today, the, like, the only fighting game that's been able to successfully use a free-to-play business model is Valhalla. And Valhalla's huge. Unless you count Killer Instinct. Unless you count Killer Instinct, that's true. Um, but like the starting roster we have is... It looks like one original character that I, I, don't, I certainly don't recognize. Probably original to the game. Um, Steven Universe, Batman, Harley Quinn, Finn Jake, uh, Finn and Jake from Adventure Time, um, Shaggy, Superman, Wonder Woman, Gandalf... Rick from Rick and Morty, Bugs Bunny, and Tom and Jerry. Imagine, like, look at the world where Shaggy is fighting Rick Sanchez. Like, on the one hand... <laughs> Alright. On the one hand, I'm exhausted with this, man. It, <laughs> this sucks. It sucks that, like, 90% of popular culture is owned by, like, half a dozen shitty corporations. And it sucks that we get an increasing... Increasingly frequent amount of media that's basically just the equivalent of smashing action figures together. Yep. Um, Which is, fun fact, literally what Super Smash Brothers was based on. True. <laughs> but, like, Smash was kind of grandfathered in. Well, yeah. In, in, I'm in, saying in the Smash. original Smash 64, like, the character yeah, intros and stuff, that the characters true. were toys. Yeah, yeah, like, e even up to now, like, lore-wise, like, the characters in Smash are all, like, toys come to life. Yeah. Um... On the one hand, like, I'm exhausted with this. This sucks. We just got Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. But on the other hand, the bright side, a lot of Ryu numbers are about to get a lot smaller. Because <laughs> um, if you think about it, like, it, it's not just a, a DC comics fighting game. It's not just a Cartoon Network fighting game. Like, It's Warner Brothers. It's Warner Brothers. Which means the Animaniacs are going to be in it. Which means we could get Animaniacs, because they also own Cartoon Network. We could get um, Mordecai well, and they're, they're, they're literally the Warner Brothers and the Warner sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we could get Cartoon Network, more Cartoon Network and Adult Swim characters. Mordecai and Rigby would be sick. That, they'd be really sick. Um, go. Go ahead. Um, so, I, I have a couple interesting pieces of info that may or may not be cursed depending on your perspective uh the first is apparently warner brothers owns exclusive publishing rights to the english dub of jojo's bizarre adventure oh my god so what's that truck that was a loud truck my outside. neighbors own a tractor trailer for some reason sure um <laughs> so there is a non-zero chance of being able to beat up gandalf as jojo Kugo and <laughs> star platinum um hopefully at approximately the same time as nickelodeon, nickelodeon all-star brawl gets goku um and apparently the parent company of warner brothers which is warner media uh one of the subsidiaries is otter media otter media owns rooster teeth so we could get church and caboose we could get church and caboose i may be able to I might be able to punch Ruby Rose in the face. Oh, man. As Jake from Adventure Time. <laughs> so, on the one hand, you're absolutely right. This corporate this corporate pandering really sucks. Yeah. And it's like, it definitely, this game is only possibly happening because of Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl. Oh, yeah, and because Smash is over, so... Yeah. Like, the field for a new platform fighter... There's like the, free for all. the success of NASB is literally the only reason anyone at Warner Brothers even thought to make this game. I mean, I mean, this roster, like these renders, look pretty good. Like they've they've clearly been working on this for a while. They, they probably wanted to time it until after All Star Ball came out and yeah. after Sora came out. But 
Um, but so funny enough with this whole thing leaking, I hadn't even thought of this earlier today, but there's been, um, I've been making content on TikTok. Follow me on TikTok. Follow me on TikTok. I, follow I, me on TikTok. I, I don't make a lot of content, but I, I do make a lot of content, he but does. I made a video on TikTok. There's a trend going around talking about grapplers and fighting games mm -hmm. in FGC TikTok. And one of the trends going on is characters that aren't in fighting games that you think would be grapplers if they were put in a fighting game. Hmm. And you talking about regular show made me think of this because one of the characters that I put in my video, the first one actually was Skips. Skips would totally be a grappler. Skips would absolutely oh be God. a grappler. And I, <laughs> the fact that I made that connection and then I didn't even think about the possibility of him being in this Warner Brothers <sighs> platform fighter. Yeah. <laughs> and Skips would absolutely be a grappler. I, I want to say that Jake is going to be a grappler, but like with with his stretchy limbs, he's going to be a zoner. We all know yeah. he's going to be a zoner. Um, I'm exhausted, honestly. But if you know what, if we get a good fighting game out of it, it's not going to be the worst thing. And if it's free, I'll play it. Yeah, right? it's not something like I didn't spend money on Nick All Stars. Um, I plan to as soon as I have the money to spend on it. Yeah. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not all too. I'm not in a rush. To get it, you know what I mean? I'll yeah. wait till there's a couple patches or whatever, and I'll give it a shot. But yeah. if this game is going to be free to play, um, like what the rumors say, then that would be cool. Yeah. Um, speaking of Nickelodeon, um, Thaddeus Cruz, who's one of the devs, apparently on Twitter he posted um, that the patch notes for the next uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl patch are going to be gigantic. Oh, good. Which, which is which is good. You know, like I said in previous episodes, I, I think it's really cool that the devs are, are so willing to radically change the game, even after it's already out. And there's one thing that I really, really appreciate about the dev cycle of NASB, and it's that the netcode couldn't be fixed because the person in charge of that was on vacation. Yes, I heard about that. That's so good. I love that. It, it, like, it's, it, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> Enjoy your break, dude. Seriously. Like, unironically, fantastic. Yeah. Like, yes, we can wait for our video game for this person to go and enjoy time off from work that they've earned. Yeah, and then you can fix it when he comes back. You can fix it when you come back. Yeah. Like, we, we have all the time in the world to play this video game. Um, but, yeah, th 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 that's all the info I know of, of multiverses. Um, yeah, anything beyond this would just be speculation, but... Yeah, and I, I, I don't find speculation to be particularly... Going Scoob, we got zero to death, man. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know how to segue into the next point from here, so oh. we're just going to have to do it inorganically. More leaks. This is going to be more in your wheelhouse. More and, leaks, that's right. Uh, this is on 4chan, and as we all know, 4chan is the most reliable source. Yes, for absolutely. The most. But, but it was reposted on Reddit. That gives it so much so credence. much more credibility. Oh my god! It or originated on 4chan and made its way to Reddit, which is where I found it. Um, <laughs> but there were leaks. Um, I didn't even pay attention to who made them because I don't really read into leaks that much. But there and, is, and if you don't want to hear this, that's totally fine. Yeah, yeah, that's totally uh, fine too. Let's skip to the next se segment on on the timestamps. But, but we're talking about this right now. Um, apparently Tekken Eight has been leaked. Yes. Um, like, its existence, and a few details about its dev process. Um, according to this person, who claims to have inside sources at Bandai Namco, specifically on the Tekken team... They're referring to themselves as Tekken God Omega Leaker on 4chan. I don't know if, they're, if they've had a history of being a reputable leaker. I've never really paid attention to leaks before, but this one was big enough to catch my attention. Mm -hmm. 
Um, they're saying some basically general things about the about how the game is going to come out. Um, like now, not every character is going to have a power crush. Hmm. Um, and a lot of the moves are still there, but the properties are going to get changed. Yeah. So like they're not losing the moves that had the the super armor. The properties of the moves are just going to be changed. Yeah. Um, they have some info on some characters that are supposedly not going to be in. Uh, it says that it's going to be Heihachi's last game, and that Kazu is going to replace them as the permanent big bad because Prodigy Smash has a big boost for Kazu's popularity. That so, makes a lot of sense. Also, um, story story wise, it makes sense to write Heihachi out of the Mishima Saga. Yeah. I'm sorry, Heihachi fans. Like, don't get me wrong. I still think so. He's had a great run. Yeah, yeah. but Namco does this thing where the char- if the character is dead in lore, they don't make them playable. And I think that's the dumbest thing ever. That's pretty dumb. It is pretty dumb because what if you're like many fighting game people out there who don't even pay attention to the story mode? Yeah, seriously. And then suddenly your main just isn't in the next game, and you're like, "Well, why?" And it's like, "Well, Heihachi died in the story mode, dude." It's like King of Fighters. Like it makes no goddamn sense why both Rock Howard and <laughs> uh, it makes no goddamn sense why both Rock Howard and Geese Howard would be alive, yeah, and together and playable, right? But you know, you can pick because it's fun. Yeah, you put them in because it's fun. Um, I don't see Heihachi not being in Tekken anymore. They might do something weird like revive him as a revenant or something. Or um, they've hey, definitely done it before. Zombachi, a zombie, something I don't know. Oh um, um, yeah, so Heihachi supposedly this is his last game. Um, for one reason or another, Brian loses an eye, which I think for for <laughs> in Tekken Seven, Huarang lost an eye. <laughs> So I guess in Tekken 8, Brian's going to lose an eye. I don't know who's going to lose an eye in Tekken 9. I guess we'll find out. Uh, this is super weird. This is, a, this is a random tangent, but I just finished binge-watching all the first season of uh, Dimension 20, um, Fantasy High, my college humor. Fucking fantastic, by the way. And one character lost an eye. I'm not going to spoil who or how. But <laughs> I don't know. Everyone's losing eyes. Um, who needs two of them? Who needs eyes? Um, eye patches look so cool. I love do. eye patch aesthetics, so like, yeah. I'm here for it. Um, wave dash esque movement mechanics are getting introduced to more characters. Overall movement complexity is encouraged, which is kind of surprising because Tekken Seven already has insane schmoop. Okay, but here's the thing: Tekken Seven has nerfed movement a lot from previous games in the series. Really? Yeah. Huh. Tekken Seven had almost objectively has the worst movement in the series. Really? Yes. Never knew that. That's the, really. There yeah. are like any Tekken veteran. Especially people from like Tekken Five and Tekken Five DR mm-hmm. will tell you that Tekken Seven's movement is almost the worst in the series. Um, as far mm-hmm. as being able to step things, like you can't step nearly as many moves, mm-hmm. and you can't step in nearly as many situations as you could in like Tag Two. Huh. I never um, knew that. Yeah, and it's so hearing that they're bringing the emphasis back into movement is really refreshing to a lot of Tekken players. And, and so much so that apparently tutorials will introduce players to Korean backdashes. That's, I'm thankful for that. <laughs> um, I, I kind of always knew why they didn't, because Korean backdash isn't an intended mechanic. Um, in, it's Well, in, initially, but the fact that they, they've left it in for so long, because it didn't originate with Tekken 7, right? No. Korean backdashing has been a thing since as long as Tekken 3, if I'm not mistaken. Alright, so like in every single game, they could have made it so that, oh, you're, you're, you can't Korean backdash, but 
they let players do it anyway. So I guess it kind of is an intended mechanic at this point. So the the intended mechanic is being able to cancel movement with movement. Okay. Okay. Um, and that's something that's gives Tekken its identity as right. the 3D fighter that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, a sidestep, a backdash, a forward dash. None of that stuff is committal in Tekken like it is in Soul Calibur or DOA or Virtual Fighter. Mm-hmm. Any movement you input with a directional input can be canceled by another directional input at any okay. time during the animation. Okay. So a Korean backdash is simply canceling the end lag of your backdash animation with a crouch. Mm-hmm. So you backdash, and then halfway through that animation, you input a crouch, and then stand back up and input another backdash. Right. So that you're not stuck in the actual end frames of the backdash animation. And that's what lets you move really fast. And that's why, if you've never played Tekken before, but you've watched it, that's why the movement looks really twitchy and fast and robotic. Yeah. Because the players are canceling their movement inputs with other movement inputs for opposite directions and that kind of thing. Movement. Movement. Yeah. Um, so Korean backdashing is a byproduct of that system. Okay. So it's it was never a thing intended in the game like this is how you kind of like wave dashing in melee. Right. Um it wasn't something that the devs put in intentionally. It was just something that, due to the mechanics of the game being the way that they are, players were able to yeah. do it as a byproduct. And as the Resident Smash player, I feel the need to emphasize, because people still get this wrong, Wave Dashing and Melee was not a goddamn glitch. <laughs> it, it it was an accidental side effect of the of intended game mechanics. It's not a glitch. The devs actually did know about it, but they, they kept it in because they didn't think it would be a very big deal. Yep. Also, Melee was made in like a year, so they probably yeah. didn't have time to take it out. Another fun fact... Melee didn't invent wave dashing. No. Tekken did. Yes. <laughs> um, but Me- Melee did a uh, lot to popularize wave. Yes. Anyway. Um, because Smash was more popular than Tekken. Yes. But, um, but tutorial introducing those advanced movement mechanics to new players is mwah, perfect. Exactly what I want. Yeah, because doesn't, doesn't Tekken 7 not have any tutorials? None. Whatsoever? <laughs> there's some very, there's some very, very rudimentary... Here's how you move your character. These are the attack buttons inside story mode. And they'll show you example combos for each yes. character. And they'll um, show you how how out of But you still have to go into the move list to get those. Yeah. There's no click on tutorial mode and here's how to play the game. There's none of that. I wonder if they'll make frame data <clears throat> DLC again. I sincerely hope not. I gave them a pass on Tekken 7, personally. Um I understood why people were mad that frame data costs money. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave them a pass because, technically, it was an added mechanic that people had to work on. Okay. And so... Uh, I mean, like, showing hitboxes and hurtbox. Actually, they, they don't even do that. Do no, they? they don't do that. That was a mod. <laughs> yeah. Um, but adding the overlay to read frame data and that sort of thing... That's extra work. It's extra work. And so I want people... I want game devs to get paid for their work. Mm-hmm. So that's why I gave them, and it came with the season pass anyway, which I had already purchased, so it didn't even affect my experience. But, but, but I think we're going off on a, on a tangent here. Unusual, I know. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I think like the, the reason I heard for why a lot of Japanese fighting games don't show frame data or hitboxes because, like, just like an in, it, this industry philosophy, this belief that like it's information that the player is not meant to know. I guess that is that was Harada's philosophy for a very long yeah. time. They believed that the players having access to that information would make the game get solved too quickly. 
which is so demonstrably fun. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> we've been playing Tekken for decades, and that game isn't solved yet. Yeah. So, but, uh, even games that have that let you see the frame data and the hitboxes are not solved. Yeah, no, you can't solve a fighting game, at least not a decent fighting game. Yeah. Um, but like, like devs, like the information, like frame data, hitboxes, it already exists. Just give it to us. Let us see it, please. We live in an age where the player wants to be informed of the mechanics. Yeah. Um, so I, th hopefully that's the standard going into Tekken 8. Mm. Um, some other information based on the leaks here. Um, uh, current plan roster is 24 characters. Um, they cut it down to 22. They are actively discussing whether or not to merge Jin and Devil Jin into the same character and whether or not to include a second Jack. I really hope they don't add a second Jack. <laughs> We've had games with multiple Jacks and it's... Damn. Like, P-Jack was just not good. Like, no one used him. Um, Lars is not returned, but maybe DLC. Gigas is cut. Katarina is cut. Shaheen is cut. Uh, those make sense. Lucky Chloe is back. Uh, Fakuram is back, and and is important to the story, which is cool for DLC characters. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Lee is back, and one guest character on release. I I I hope this is true. I hope this is true so much. Zacharias from Hades. I would, I would pop off so goddamn hard if they added Zacharias to Tekken. So this this piece of information right here, Zagreus from Hades as a guest character in Tekken Eight. It makes me think this le this leak is fake. Because in my brain, I cannot comprehend that information. Well, keep in mind, in Tekken, we already have Akuma and Geese and Noctis and Negan. And Negan. I know, and that's why my brain is conflicted. <laughs> because my, my Tekken player brain is like, no, Zagreus from Hades won't go into Tekken. That doesn't make any sense. But neither does Negan. Neither does Negan. <laughs> so and it's yet like, there he is. And yet there he is. So it's entirely possible. I'm skeptical, but I'm not too skeptical. Uh, I've I, I played a ton of Hades. Hades is so good. It is good. It's and so good. It's been... Um, Harada has publicly stated how much he enjoys the game. Yeah. So if you're Supergiant Games and Katsuhiro Harada walks up to you and says, hey, we'd like to use your character for fucking Tekken. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, um, what are you going to say? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, just from all the weapons Zagreus has, like my, my initial knee-jerk reaction would be like, I think we better fit for Soul Calibur. You know what? If he's a Tekken, I'm down. I'm not complaining. I mean, he's it's another Noctis situation. Yeah. Where Noctis would have absolutely been a better pick for Soul Calibur mm -hmm. due to his weapon mechanics. And I have a feeling he's going to end up work. Zagreus would end up working in a very similar way. Yeah. It, it says Harada uh, loves the game and, and is using some of Noctis' attacks. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, there is one thing on this list that I find incredibly interesting. A new clinching mechanic. Uh, somewhat. Oh, I scrolled down by accident. Somewhat similar to the clapping <coughs> in Soul Calibur Six that gives characters more grappling options. Uh, they are not sure how it controls, but characters will have unique options in clinches for strikes, uh, takedowns like trips, um, and uh, etc. etc. Um. So what I'm thinking that my my brain is formulating this because when I think clinching and Tekken, I think Bruce Irving mm -hmm. because he actually has a clinch command grab. That he has, like, mix-up options out of, so he can, like, do knees and punches, and you have to try to guess what he's doing to escape it. Yeah. So my guess it's gonna be something kind of similar to that, 
But what my brain is formulating just now with that comparison to Soul Calibur is that it's going to kind of be like the reversal edge system. Mm-hmm. Where you'll have some sort of universal defensive mechanic or maybe some sort of move or attack that'll either have armor or a parry built into it or something. And if you hit your opponent with this mechanic, whatever it might be, it'll activate a rock, paper, scissors minigame, essentially. Um, if you're familiar with Soul Calibur, that's exactly how Reversal Edge works. I'm getting also flashbacks to some of the Dragon Ball Z fighting games. Yes. Um, right. Very similar to that, which Bandai Namco made most of those. Right. Yeah. So that does make sense. Um, I'm conflicted on this. Again, this is only me speculating. So take what I'm saying <laughs> with a grain of salt. And this is also a leak. So I'm speculating on speculation. Yeah, like this is on 4chan. Like literally anybody can post <laughs> anything on the internet. Right. So don't don't get too worked up about what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because uh, I just want to speculate on this information because mm-hmm. I think it's fun. Um, I think it'll end up being very similar to Reversal Edge from Soul Calibur or Shield from Melty Blood. Where it's a universal defensive mechanic that makes it so that you can escape guessing situations. And then you end up playing rock, paper, scissors with your opponent. Right. So, like, you hit this mechanic, you enter a clinch, and then you and your opponent both pick an option. And whoever's option wins, they get a reward. Okay. That's what I assume that this would be. But, again, I have no idea. The The leaker even said they have no idea how it controls. Um, so this is literally just a guess about a guess. Um, I, I'm totally okay with sequels adding new mechanics or changing stuff compared to the previous game. Because even if it sucks, the previous <laughs> game still exists. Right. So you can always go back and play it. Right. Um, and people will. Yeah. And uh, looks like for other information, um, it is safe to assume that the guest characters are not coming back because they yeah. say guest characters don't get reused in almost any fighting game, which is sadly true. It's pretty it, true, yeah. Smash is the outlier, uh, obviously. I would be, I'd actually be a little bit surprised if Akuma doesn't come back, because he was written into the story. That's true, yeah. It says Akuma was in because of Tekken vs. Street Fighter's development, which is, which is for all intents and purposes, cancelled. Uh, Geese is in because KOS Resurgence, Noctis for the cross-promotional, and then... Negan. Um, okay. Zagreus is gonna be in Tekken 8... With Jin, who was in Project X Zone with Ryu, so that makes that gives that, Zagreus a, re- a Ryu number of two. That that if this is true, would give Zagreus a Ryu number of two. Um. <laughs> also, obviously Tekken versus Street Fighter. Um, but yeah. also Harada. If you are watching, please put Dana Zane from Valhalla in. The devs have already given you permission. She would be so cool. She'd be so cool. All right. So also, like, also put in Tifa. Also put in Tifa. Yes, please. <laughs> like you, you already have Noctis, right? You know why not put in Tifa? Like she'd be a perfect fit. Um, but like, like Dana Zane, like the character from Valhalla, the visual novel. Like the developers, like have outright given Harada permission she, years ago. She looks like a Tekken. She character. looks like a Tekken character. She'd be perfect. Isn't her armor actually based like well, she, based well, on the Tekken Force? Well, she has a robotic arm. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like lore wise, I think she was a wrestler at one point, and then there is there is official artwork for her of her dressed as a wrestler. Um, like so good, please. Um, but yeah, so 
there's some interesting stuff in this leak. Like, Lars not being in the game is actually kind of strange to me. That's kind of weird. I really hope they don't do that thing where they put him in story mode, but don't make him playable, like Mortal Kombat did twice. <laughs> not with Lars, obviously. Not with Lars, <laughs> but they've done it. Baraka was in story mode of MKX and unplayable. And hmm. Reptile's in story mode of MK11 and not playable. But anyway, we're not talking about that game right now. Um, Lydia's returning, which I'm totally down with. That makes total sense. Yeah, um, I think, I, I think I'm, she's a super cool character. It's really safe to assume that um, Lydia, Leroy, and Fakum Rom will be coming back because it's pretty common knowledge that those are Tekken 8 prototype characters. Yeah. Kind of like how, what's-his-face, Luke is, is going to be the main character of Street Fighter 6. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they say, uh, the leaker says announcement is going to come in spring, but there's no release date yet, and they estimate early 2023. Yeah. That makes sense. That does make sense. Um, the other thing that adds to possibly the validity of this leak is that Tekken just released that Legendary Edition package. Yeah, yeah, with new box art and everything. Yeah, there's new box art. It only includes six of the, eight, eight of the, excuse me, eight of the, what, 15 DLC characters now? Yeah, seriously. Um, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. <clears throat> yeah, so season, eight characters is seasons one and two. Yeah, it looks like they have, um, Armor King, Fakumram, Julia, um... Play, Kunimitsu, can't see who else in the zone. Uh, that's Zafina, Ganryu, Ganryu, Marduk, Marduk. What? What's... Yeah, from left to right, that's Armor King, Anna, Marduk, Julia, Lei, Zafina, Ganryu, and Kunimitsu. Right, I was wrong about Fakumaru. Which is weird because those aren't—they're not even from the same season passes. Not all of them. Yeah, there's no geese. There's no Eliza, who... Uh, she, yeah, she's technically a DLC. She is, but she's not on any of the season passes. She was a pre-order bonus character. So, she's Tekken 7's version of Piranha Plant. Yes. Okay. Um, so, actually... So, Armor King, Anna... If, if I'm remembering correctly, Armor King, Anna, Marduk, Julia, and Lei were five of the six characters in Season 2. And the last one was Geek. No, Geese was season one. Geese was season one, Noctis along with Noctis. Was, Noct oh, okay. Noctis Geese and Noctis was were season one. Okay. But the season two pass had six characters in it, and I believe Negan was the sixth one. You know what? We have technology. We can fit. We can find this. We do right have now. technology, <laughs> but my my Tekken player brain is trying to remember it all. Um, and then if I'm not mistaken, Zafina, Ganryu, Kunimitsu. No, I believe Kunimitsu was season four. Um. Right. Zafina, Ganryu, and Leroy were season three. Um, and then and Fakumram were, were season three, and then um, Lydia and Kunimitsu were season four. Yes. Um, and we were talking earlier, and you said, and I agree that uh, this release g gives big new announcement coming soon vibes. Yeah. Especially since you're getting the base game and eight of the DLC characters for 30 euro, which is, what, like $27? Something like that. This was... I'm looking at the post on the European and Bandai Namco accounts. Yeah, so it's probably somewhere around, like, 25 USD. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a really good price, honestly. Game's good. Or would it be more expensive? Hold on, what's 30 euro? <laughs> Hold on. Uh, I'm not good at I'm not good at <laughs> currency. Thirty euro to USD. Get your Wi-Fi, dude. I would love to. 
Um, but anyway, that that's coming out. Uh, we will find out soon. Either way, it's a cheap price for that much content. Yes. Um, so it gives off very big... This is the final edition before we announce the new game. Mm-hmm. Buy this to get ready for the Tekken 8 announcement. Um, I think that's kind of all we had with uh, 3480. Okay, US so dollars. 35 US dollars. Yeah. Sorry, it goes the other way. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's all we had in, in, in Vault of Leaks. And again, take all of what we're saying with a grain of salt. Yeah. Except for the Warner Brothers stuff. Pretty safe to assume that's legit. And except for the Tekken Legendary Edition, that was actually announced. That was actually announced. Yeah. <laughs> but all of the Tekken 8 stuff, that's all speculation. So yeah. don't take it too seriously. Um, So moving on to community news. Um, in a plot twist, um, if, if you had this on your 2021 bingo card, um, no, you didn't, uh, <laughs> you're a liar. Uh, Pokimane, uh, you know, Twitch streamer Pokimane now co-owns Evo? Yeah. <laughs> so, Pokimane, who, if you're not familiar with Pokimane, yes, you are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's one of the biggest streamers, like, ever. And, um... You at least know of her. Yeah. Um... He now co-founds a company called RTS, um, which is like a, a management company, essentially. Yeah. And RTS co-owns Evo. Alongside Sony. Sony. Yeah. So Pokimane co-owns the company that co-owns Evo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know what to think of this. I don't know. So here's how I feel, right? Evo has been on a very steady decline since 2020. 2019. Yeah. Um, Evo has been on a very, very steady decline. I don't want to get into the big reasons why. Yeah. We don't need we to don't, talk we about don't need that. To talk we about don't need that. to talk about that. Sony purchased Evo and didn't do much to help. <laughs> Evo Online for 2020 and 2021. Well, Evo Online for 2020 was canceled. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're right. You're right. Um, so, Evo Online 2021 was held with very little marketing and not a whole lot of interest, really. Yeah. And is that entirely Sony's fault? No. Well, the marketing is, but the marketing. interest isn't. Pandemic's still happening. Um, so obviously it's still not safe to have an event of that massive scale and size. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but anyway, my my thought process is either Pokemon is going to do an awesome job and bring back Evo to some form of its former glory. Yeah. I don't think Evo will ever be what it was. No, but I, I also don't think that it needs... No. Um, there are other majors that can fill the void. Combo Breaker. Combo Breaker. Genesis, CEO. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't need to be just Evo. Right. Um, but, so, either Pokemon is gonna do an awesome job, and she's gonna restore some relevance to the Evo brand, or... The trend is gonna continue. The trend is gonna continue, and it's nothing different for us anyway. Evo stays dead. Which is, it's heartbreaking, because, like, it's Evo. It's the biggest fighting game event of the year, and I've never been, and I would love to go, but I'm poor. Um, Also, with Evo being, if Evo dies forever, no one will ever beat Justin Wong's record. Yeah... With nine Evo victories. We never did get that MVC2 Invitational. No, we didn't. And that's a damn shame. Hashtag free MVC2. Hashtag free MVC2. Um, but anyway, like, you know, like, Pokemon's literally made her career off of 
gaming and off of streaming. Like, she gets it, you know? She understands gamers. She understands She is gamers. one. She is one, yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm optimistic. I, I think she's going to do a pretty okay job. You know, I couldn't think... Like, if you had asked me yesterday, what do you think would save Evo? I wouldn't have known what to tell you. But I think Pokemon might be able to do it. Yeah, for real. So here's to hoping. Here's and to hoping. Pokemon, if you end up watching this, first of all, thank you. Mm -hmm. Second of all, I have faith in you. I have faith in you. Also, um, let us commentate Evo. Yes, do that. Because we want to go. We can't <laughs> afford it. And also the pandemic's not over, so it's not happening yet as far as we know. Anyway, yeah. um, and for the last bit of com um, news, um, we don't comment a lot on uh fgc beef because just exhausting it's a lot of it it's also a lot a lot, a lot of it is, is in communities and games that i don't personally care about um but um biggest issue is there's going to be a guilty gear invitational what's it called again uh um, that's what i'm trying to find right now um i don't know there's a guilty gear strive invitational going on and sonic fox got invited now, it's pretty standard fare for Sonic Fox to be invited to an Invitational for a game that they play. Yeah. I mean, they're Sonic Fox. Right. Like... Um, But the Guilty Gear community is a little upset because Sonic Fox has come out and said publicly that they're just not enjoying the game. Yeah. And that's fair. And that's fair. Yeah. Um, But that doesn't mean that you don't get, you don't ever get to compete, right? Yeah, like, seriously. Like, and, like, the fact of the matter is, like, e even if they, you know, have publicly said they don't like Guilty Gear, they're still really goddamn good at Guilty Gear. Yeah, they're still fantastic <laughs> at Guilty Gear. They're still going to provide incredibly high-level play, and they're going to draw a lot of eyes. Yeah. The fact that you're upset about Sonic Fox being invited is, I think that's the announcement. Yes. Oh, it's, it's Red Bull Gaming. It is that's... Red Bull Gaming, yes. Okay. Um, second invited Guilty Gear Stripe competitor at Red Bull Kumite in Las Vegas is a multi-game champion welcoming Sonic Fox. Um, I don't know how many other people that they could invite. Um, I, I Sonic Fox is gonna crush it. That's, oh yeah, that's what they do. They're they're at least gonna place well. Yeah. Um, I don't know who else got invited. I do know who didn't get invited though, and this is the piece of the drama that's a little interesting to me. Yeah. Um, Hotashi, who is the current Guilty Gear Strive Evo champion, wasn't invited. Yeah. And to me, that's a little weird. Didn't Sonic Fox come in second in Evo for Strive? I think they did. That's... I don't remember that off the top of my head. I believe so. I was just searching Sonic Fox Guilty Gear, and I, and I saw the results from Evo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Hotashi did not get invited. And yeah. that's a little weird to me. I think, like, the Evo champ should be invited, right? I mean, maybe that's just more speaking to how Evo has lost its relevance as a brand. To where being the Evo champion doesn't get you invited to Red Bull tournaments anymore. Oh, man. Um, but I think that, you know, I mean, obviously Hotashi deserves to go because they're an excellent player. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know. I mean, Invitationals always have drama around them. Mm -hmm. um, and don't get me wrong, I'm a huge proponent of Invitationals because I think that that's the best way to get eyes on the best talent for the game. Um, and it gives, it helps give pro players their spotlight, but there's always drama around who gets to go and who doesn't. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Bless her. Thank you. Um, 
And if nothing else, like, this is good publicity, right? Yeah. I mean, no publicity is bad publicity, right? Like, love them or hate them, like, everyone knows who Sonic Fox is. I happen to be in the love them camp, but... Same. Um, people are gonna pay attention to the uh, Red Bull Kumite if they know that Sonic Fox is gonna be there, so... Absolutely. So there's, there's no reason not to invite Sonic Fox. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I, I honestly don't have that much more to say about. I don't either. I mean, it's one of those things that it's like, you didn't get invited, there's always the next one. November 13th to 14th uh, at Caesars Palace in Vegas. Um, it's not just Guilty Gear, it's also Street Fighter Five and Tekken 7. That's interesting. That is interesting. Um, and I think uh, Street Fighter and Tekken are going to be in person. Um, That's cool. Offline games are always hype. They are hype. Um, Hopefully they're done safely, which I believe... Red Bull has been good about that. I, I, I heard that too. Um, pandemic's not over. Pandemic is not yeah. over. Um, yeah, it says you will need to be in, per, in, in person to compete for the uh, LCQ Last Chance Qualifier tournaments for Street Fighter 5 and Tekken 7. 7. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, uh, Actually, I think yeah, it looks like they're all in person. Cool. Offline games are awesome. Twitch.tv slash Red Bull. Um, and yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot more to say about that. But yeah, it's um, it's one of those things that like you don't have to go, and being mean to people over who got invited and who didn't. And when all else fails, don't run your mouth. Run the set. That's facts. That is absolute facts. Um, but yeah, I don't have much more to add to that. Um, <laughs> I, I I was I was telling him. Telling tell Ghoul a few days ago, I think it's super interesting how the day we're finally back on a regular upload schedule. It's the, the, <laughs> the, the day when there's so few concrete news all in the of, fighting game community. All of the news that we just talked about piled onto our desk in one day. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, like, alright, well, Sora's coming out. Shit, what else? And then we, we learn about the Tekken stuff and... The Warner Brothers stuff. I mean, yeah, half the show is talking about leaks, and we don't even like doing that. We don't even like <laughs> doing that, but it, 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 you know, we considered it interesting enough to be worth talking about. Oh, um, just to just to fit it in there, I feel like I'm contractually obligated. Play Skullgirls. Yeah, <laughs> I have to mention it once. Play Skullgirls, uh, and also play Rivals of Ether. I can't believe we didn't mention it um in the last episode. Uh, but uh, the rollback beta is live on Steam. Oh, neat. Yes, I'll have to check that out. Um. Apparently they made a lot of improvements, so... Play Skullgirls and Rivals of Ether. Play Skullgirls and play Rivals of Ether. They yeah. both go on sale all the time. Uh, actually, Rivals of Ether is on sale right now on Steam. Wow, I yeah. I think uh, it and all the DLC, which at this point is, I think, just costumes and stage skins. 50% off until November 1st. Do it. For the Halloween sale. If you like platform fighters, Rivals of Ether is an awesome one. And I would be astonished if Skullgirls wasn't also on sale. I can check that right now, because I have Steam open. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's a spooky game. It is a little spooky. Spooky yeah. season. It's called Skull Girls. Yeah. My computer could work. That would be cool and good. Um, but yes, play fighting games. Play fighting games that mm -hmm. you like. Yes. And try new fighting games. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's pretty much all I have. Yeah, me right too. Uh, hit the lab. Um, good fight, good night. Boink, scoop. <laughs> Fucking, I hate capitalism. 